This is Robert Clotworthy, the narrator of The Curse of Oak Island, and I have a question for you. Could it be that you are listening to The Curse of Oak Island and Beyond live stream? This is a top pocket find, mate, for sure. Welcome to The Curse of Oak Island and Beyond live stream. I'm your host, Jeff Freeman, and tonight we have John Edwards and Dale Carney joining us. Welcome, guys. Thanks for coming. So tonight we are going to be obviously talking about last night's show, which was episode number eight, Deeper Digs, Bigger Stakes. Hmm. That was a pretty, I, I, I thought that show was pretty good. What'd you guys think? I liked, I liked it. it. Yeah, I did too. I'm going to turn you guys up. Yes. <laughs> All right. We got Christmas coming up in just a couple of days. Are you guys ready? You got, you no. guys, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already got your Christmas present, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah, decorated yeah. though. I was gonna decorate the room here with that now. Yeah. John, you ready to go? You got it? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> That's all right. It'll come together. All right, well, somehow. we won't go there. We'll, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> I'm, all I'm right. just trying Court to finish Lindahl. my teaching. Court's in the court. Oh, it says hey, court, court lurking here as well. Hey, court, court lurking is here. Man, a lot of chat, a lot of people yeah, from the a lot East. of people. Wow. Oh, okay. MJM was asking, oh, this before we got going. Right, well, it was at 7 30. It says, I don't understand the time zones. How many minutes until the podcast kicks off? It's at seven thirty. I try to I try to get it right on seven thirty. I do my best. Sometimes I miss it by a minute. But hey, you know what? We've got we've got something special. I tell you what, I, I got to talk about this real quick before we get started. Merry Christmas, Elizabeth. Thank you very much. And that's just what I was going to say. Merry Christmas to everyone out there that happens to be watching tonight. And I tell you what, I I have been so blessed uh, by this year uh, and this show. Uh, and all of you, and I tell you, it, it's just been wonderful. I'm going to show a few of these things. You know, this was the uh, this was the crocheted ornament from Jan Posada. Uh, if you guys can see that, that was a, from like it's got some treasure chests on it, and some Mari Vineyards wine bottle right there, and some stars. So that That's was cool. really cool. And Jan That's sent cool. that. I like that. Yeah, I love this thing. So this is really cool. So it's. It's it's I had put it on my tree. All right there. Okay, so it's on my tree. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh of course uh the rock equipment company hat signed by nice Vanessa Lucido. Isn't that awesome? That is so awesome. The picture, of course, from Carmen Leg signed by Carmen. You know, he sent a few of these out to uh different people, and that was awesome in itself. Cool. And the uh Curse of Oak Island coffee mug. Uh, Curse of Oak Island and Beyond live stream and coffee, coffee mug. mug. <laughs> yeah, I had to qualify that. Yeah, well, I got some stickers from Rock. I got another hat from Rock. Oh, this one, this one came in from Linda. Linda sent this one, and I was like, I, I and I got it. I don't know if I showed that. It's a Dr. <laughs> Pepper, an empty one. It's a classic from 1965. Dr wow. Pepper. Yeah, isn't that cool? I wouldn't drink it, and I'm glad it's empty because I wouldn't drink it because I don't like Dr. Pepper, but I guess Rick does, so that's what. <laughs> Jeff, I'm going to have to send you a boat for your tree there. A boat? That would be awesome. I would love it. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Oh, look at that. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Or you can have a lighthouse. A lighthouse? Wow. Would be good. My that's sister cool. would love the lighthouse, actually. She or, the, or, or Nova Scotia. It's even got Oak Island on here somewhere. Yeah. Mahone oh, Bay wow. right that's, there. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Those cool. are awesome. Impressive. So, and I, and I got to tell you too, folks, tonight, um, they, here's another little thing that I got. And this showed up today. As a matter of fact, I pulled in mm -hmm. and opened up my mailbox. Um, and this was in there. And so I have to show this. 
This is really cool. It's another ornament. And I got something a little special to say about this ornament. You guys have seen these uh, probably on our Facebook wow. page. They're, they've been linked up there. Uh, these were made by David uh, Snediger. And I tell you, this right here, right there, you see those little brown things right there? If it focuses. Yeah, they almost look like flecks of wood. They are. They are flecks oh, really? of wood. Yes. They are flecks of wood. Oh, nah. These were yeah. from Dave. Uh, David had purchased the uh, one of the samples. Remember these samples that they were auctioning off? That was like two years ago, Jeff. A couple of not? years ago. Yes. Yeah, thank two you. Two or three years ago. Yeah. And he bought one and it had some bits of dirt in it. it well, lots of dirt, but it had some bits of wood. And they are from oh, Warhol oh, oh. H9 at 70 to 75. Nice. The ornament includes actual wood fragments from H9. Wow. I have my own little piece of Oak Island right here. <laughs> the first thing that I have that actually has something from Oak Island on it. So that wow. was from David. Thank you, David, very much. Um, that was so cool. And oh, and it comes with it comes with the ornament. It comes with the a certificate of authenticity signed by him. Wow. Uh, okay. And it also comes with a little map. And you see that yellow one right there? That mm -hmm. is H9. So it also has the actual map showing you where it came wow. from. Is that awesome or what? That's now, cool. here's that the cool awesome. thing about this. Besides the fact that I got this ornament, the really the cool thing is we're going to give one away tonight. What? Yeah. You're giving one, one away. You're one gonna give one away. Seriously. Yeah. One wow. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> and the uh, and the letter of authenticity with some wood fragments well, in it well, will be given away tonight. Well, Jeff, how, how does how does one uh, well, obtain I, I've again, only yeah, been yeah. given a little bit of information? Okay. What, what's the deal? All I can tell you is that chat participation is necessary. <laughs> I oh. wasn't given <laughs> Chat participation, Chat participation is, is the key. Necessary. It's the it's key. key to this. Yes. Okay. And that's all okay. I can say. Wow. Okay. And Jan, this is something that Linda and Tom Burns and Jan came up uh, wow. with. And so, yeah. Um, oh, somebody posted. Oh, that was Linda posted her picture. So just know that chat participation is the key. Is, is the key. key. Is key. And they didn't tell me, so I wouldn't blow it. So they, <laughs> I don't know exactly. Uh, so, okay, exactly that, that's that's the only thing they've said, and that's all we know. Yeah. That participation is the key. Yeah. And and that's going to be given away tonight. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. All right. That's so, quite, quite a gift. That is that's awesome. That's impressive. You, that, uh, David Snediger. and and I guess Linda's going to put up if she hasn't already. Oh, she did. She already blinked it. Thank you. She you can't win, John. Yeah, you can't. Make <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> um, so, oh man, yeah, so go down. Good home. All right, so um, they're going to be watching the chat. So, um, a lot so of people. Did I miss run this? I've got a great crowd tonight. See, see yeah, Fulton's man. here. I see that. Uh, hello from Florida. She says, hey. "Nice." Yeah, she's oh, not cold down there tonight. Is she? Warm Florida. No. Anyway, I just wanted to say Merry Christmas to everybody and awesome. Like I said, it has been a, a fantastic a uh, year for me with the show and everything and uh really been really blessed yeah fine fantastic all Perfect. right we got a lot to talk about tonight over the show last night it was pretty interesting um and i thought the show my... was great last night there's just I so it much was. I so really much, did. so much there yeah there was a lot to cover yeah, a lot um of and of course uh we started off and that i love this this was kind of a new picture they showed 
uh, our head shown right at the beginning of the show, looking at a uh, the money pit back over here, mm -hmm. um, and parts of Isaac's Point way over there, and you can actually see all the way through over to looks like Smith's Cove on the other side there, and in the swamp to your left, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, Jack Campbell's here. Hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. Gotta love drones. Yeah, I know. I love those drone shots. They so we start so off in the money. I'm sorry, what's uh, that? I said drones make so much of a difference now. And they're so awesome because of the quality of the cameras. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the stability of the shots are just wonderful. Jer, uh, Jer Henderson had uh, some really good stuff. And he still shows somebody. He's not a lot. I don't know if he's. He's kind of held out of showing them for Oak Island anymore. Mm. Working there last year, um, last season. So we start off over in the money pit, and uh, the guys are working on the new borehole DE 1.5. And this is, of course, in the C1 cluster. And it's 11, 11 feet away from the, uh, the, the big C1. Um, and that, of course, the C1 is the one where they found the metal fragments with gold on them and yeah. the bits of wood dated to like the 15th century. Um, but all part of that C1 cluster that they're working on over there. Yep. Then, uh, let's see the team, uh, hopes to encounter another tunnel area. Um, and they were following, they're still following, they're still hitting wood about that same level about, you know, right around 90, 88, uh, 87, 88, 90 feet, right in that same range. They're still hitting, uh, wood right in that same area. Hmm. Um, and, uh, so you got, um, uh-oh. Oh, oh, we got a winner already. Somebody really? what already. really? Yeah, that was, fast. That was quick. Uh, uh, Barbara uh Duncan. Barbara Duncan is going to win. Not this particular one. There's another one that they have, but it's won already. Barbara wow. Duncan won it by saying gold in the chat. Wow. So that was the key word, I guess. <laughs> wow, that was quick. That was real quick. Oh, wow! Right. I, okay. I'm trying to look back and see where uh, where Barbara said that, but apparently, congrats, congrats, it's already won. Jeez, that didn't last long. Yeah, <laughs> gold was the key. The oh, here, here she said, uh, "Happy holidays, may uh, may your Bobby Dazzlers and your drill cores have gold flakes." Mm. Bam! She nailed it right there. Bam. <laughs> That's they worked awesome. on that for a couple of hours trying to come <laughs> up with how they were going to give that away so barbara duncan you're going to get contacted by linda and uh -oh. you will be winning wow. or getting that oak island uh uh ornament just like this one with the wood pieces and wow. uh the map and also the certificate wow um yes so david uh um Snedeker is the one who made those and he was yeah he's the he's the one he actually sent that to us and i guess he sent it for um a giveaway so wow that's awesome yeah, yeah it really Congrats. is that that's cool. awesome so there you go so barbara's getting it all right all right um all right so uh so we got terry and uh and uh, charles in there of course doing the uh the work at the money pit as they always are mm -hmm. uh, oh two hours and 20 seconds it said for them to figure out what to do, give that away <laughs> uh what they're planning on doing over here in the money pit you see there's c1 and that's that that one small casing right here is c1 mm -hmm. and then these other ones are like just drill holes that they've been doing and then of course this one here is going to be the 10 footer they're going to put in um to try and um really get a good look at what's down there so all of this that they were doing over all the drilling in the C1 cluster they were doing was to nail down exactly where they wanted to put 
the um, the ten footer, one of the ten footers. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, they they planned on doing several um, ten footers. Uh, well, we don't know just how many they ever got in this year, but um, we'll find out. And I'm excited to see what that's uh, that's going to be coming here pretty quick. Um, so they were hitting wood, and they also hit um, some splinters around 69 feet. They just hit a few splinters, which was you know good. But again, they're just kind of skimming along and and getting a few things. Um, then they, uh, when Rick, Rick arrives at, at a later point here, they're looking at, there's the splinters that they found. Then Rick shows up and, uh, they decide that, uh, and he shows up and they show where they're actually clipping like a tunnel on the way down, um, Mm -hmm. and buckled beams, what they were talking about, clipping the side of a tunnel or shaft with buckled beams. So they were hitting it, you know, ever so often as they were going down. Rick came out and he started talking to him about changing up the plan a little bit. Um, he wanted to actually get the plan figured out. So he, he said, okay, so let's, let's exploration. I think he said uh, time to end the exploration and uh, move to confirmation. Um, and they want to find out exactly, um, you know, now it's time to say, okay, this is where we're going to sink this, the uh, 10 footer. Mm-hmm. Um, they go over to the, <clears throat> They go over to the research center um, because Rick wanted to come up and let them all know about the new plan. So they go over to the research center and Steve Guptill gets up on the board here and he's showing the drill program up there, of course, with the large circle of the Dunfield dig and then all the the, um, wells that they popped in around the area. And what they wanted to do was see if they can actually nail down exactly where shaft six is. And so he has a plan. They're going to now, they're going to now shoot for this area. The first one they're going to shoot for is G2. Hmm. Um, And, you know, something that came to mind for me, this is where they were thinking that shaft six is. And of course it's the dotted line and you see, it says possible. Mm -hmm. So they're not exactly sure. Um, But something occurred to me that, when Dunfield, this is inside the Dunfield dig. And I don't know, do you guys recall them ever saying anything about when they talk about Dunfield and the big dig that he did about hitting parts of the Dunfield or shaft six as he was doing that? No, no, I don't either no. because he had, he, he would have had to, wouldn't he? I mean, if they, if now it's assuming that shaft six came really close to the surface. Yes. That he may, have, when he, he may have just missed it. Well, yeah. Or he had to have hit. Well, I was thinking he had to have hit the top of it as he was going down. Or he, he may not just, know what he hit. He may not have known what he hit too. Yeah, exactly. I think mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. Um, he may just thought it was a searcher or a boat or something, but he probably didn't know what he hit. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and the thing of it is, is did he care? I mean, he oh, was, yeah. we know that he, well, we know that he probably did, but I don't think he was as concerned about um, pre, you know, uh, other searcher shafts and things of that nature. No. Because I think at the time, I think he knew or thought he knew where the money pit was. But it just occurred to me that when I was looking at this, I said, wow, shaft six, if that's truly where shaft six is, it's inside the Dunfield dig. Mm-hmm. And Dunfield would have had to have been hitting at least the top of it as he was. Now, eventually, you know, his as we all have talked about many times, the cone, yeah, the cone shape of his yep. dig, right? <laughs> and so, because of that, he would have eventually, 
missed it. And now what they're hitting at, let's see. When they go back over there, they actually hit it at about 89 feet. Now, I'm thinking at 89 feet, he was already. He oh, was, yeah, yeah, he's much closer to the center of the cone at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. so. But I thought, man, if, you know, if he would have been, you know, concerned about or paying attention or logging or recording what he was hitting, um, you know, then it might have been. Um, he might have been. He might have notated that someplace, and they would have had a better idea of where so it Jeff, was. Jeff, I'm going to ask a question. Some people know, and some people don't know. Mm -hmm. What's what's so important about shaft six? Well, let's see if whatever. Uh, now we got a little bit of a delay, but we'll see if anybody comes up with something there. Nah, Barbara Duncan said, that. "If the research, if the searcher tunnel collapsed from the water, aren't they not hitting? Uh, they're not hitting water, though. Uh, let's see. There was an." Is putting the crunch onto the boy. Yeah. Uh, Darlene said that Rick is putting the crunch onto the boys to triangulate uh, a more precise location for the, the big cut. can. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. And we and we know the magic, the magic footage was 18, 18 feet from the money pit. So what is the, I believe that was the documentation. Am I right? Yes. 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 They said, yeah. 18 feet. Yes, you're exactly right. Um, so let's see. Uh, so C. Fulton said uh, the original money pit dig uh, when the oak planks were found yep. um, was the shaft wood lined. Does anyone know? Hmm. And how would they keep that one straight? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it was lined. Every picture you've seen, there's none. Yeah. Yeah. When the artist's rendition. Artist's renditions are just planks yeah. going across. Planks every, every 10 feet. To the Does anybody zone. in the chat know that? Do you know if um, we know that the ones going down were? I mean, the, the searcher shafts that they put yeah. in, they, we know those were. Mm -hmm. But the original one, I don't think, well, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. But they mm. did say, now they talk about the collapse. Mm. When they did shaft six, um, and it did, and then the it flooded and all of that, um, that that caused a collapse of the original money pit and then all the stuff fell down into the hole so if it wasn't maybe part of it was or maybe there was some sort of you know if it wasn't completely covered every inch going down i don't know what do you guys what do you guys think um interesting to well i'd be curious jeff if we know it was 18 feet that's that's the documentation mm -hmm. you put a compass on the map you can draw the you can draw out the compass so it's the scales right for 18 feet and then you can draw a circle around where you think the money pit is and and, and figure it out because you can know there's only so many points on that you know on that right. circumference and it has right. to be 18 feet so i would Steve i would thought, Steve I, thought it was 17 feet when he did yeah he did he said it's close he said really close or maybe it was 17 feet because of the dunfield dig yeah right. that's possible i mean yep. if you get all in the 10 inch or 10 10 foot radius are good well i mean right. if the money pits slope down or up you yeah. know you kind of have a hypotenuse there and that could account for the extra foot yeah and it says mm -hmm. 18 feet was it 18 square feet straight across or was there a slight slope from the money yep. pit down or up and, and you know there's no documentation of that yep so jim f is out yeah. there jim f says the hey, same jeff. thing yep. yep and darlene uh and who was this i'm not sure who this one was yep. Maybe. That, that's the significance right there that 18 feet <clears throat> yep that's it it truly so, is um and i think that if they say and and as they went back out there and they were mm -hmm. starting to now that was in the research center 
one of the things that I want, well, we'll, we'll talk about this later. I, there's one of the, we're going to have a little round table at the end here tonight, like we've been doing lately. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to talk about this in more in depth. I think um, uh, some of the, some of the details that jumped out at me sure. uh, about this particular picture right here that I will bring up and show. Um, oops, let me get that off there. And uh, this picture, they were talking about the two boxes. This was the guys from the um, 18... 61 the oak island association <laughs> who were the people mm -hmm. who dug shaft six correct um they were trying to avoid the flood tunnels and they talked about drilling down in there and hitting these two they thought there was two treasure vaults or treasure boxes or something down here <clears throat> and then um so they did that drill uh oh well, let me get back there for a second and so they went down and they hit that Mm -hmm. um and they they this was part of what they said collapse but i don't know um but like i said we're, we're going to go into this a little bit more in depth at the end of uh or toward the end of tonight's um show scattered wood trunks says who um that i guess that would have been um that would have been the guys at the oak island association that were digging shaft six um had said that there was a collapse because they heard Rick, Rick said it many times too. Yeah. yeah. They actually heard it. They recorded Rick. hearing all this all the booms, the bangs and the booms it was coming up through there there was water down there obviously, mm -hmm. but they felt it and they heard it happen and they said you know and it was there was a collapse of what they think was the original money pit. A collapse. They actually did a recreation on the when the show was about it. Mhm. Mm yes. Uh, yep. I can't remember what season it was, but they they showed it. They showed a recreation of it. Yeah, I actually, mm -hmm. and I got a picture of that too. I grabbed a picture of that. Yeah. So this shows you where G2 is in relation. And so that's where that is. And then uh, let's go back here, right? Uh, G, well, this is a different, little bit different, but G2 <laughs> is right here. So if that is the fact, uh, the edge of the shaft six, which I think it might be, um, that's a good a good thing. Yep. Um Let's see if it resulted in the collapse of the money pit um, located in shaft six. It's a tunnel. Um, yeah. So interesting. I thought that Dunfield, you know, he must have actually hit it. Um, the top of it. The top of it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. As yep. it was going down. Um, yeah. Here's that picture of the collapse. Here's their yeah. shaft that they put in 18 feet away. Mm -hmm. And here's all the collapse showing everything falling down in here in the bottom. And like I said, we're going to, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. Uh, sure. toward the end but the interesting thing about uh when they go back to the money pit uh i'm gonna pull this out for a second because i want to jump past a couple pictures that i'm gonna save um here we go now when they go back uh to the money pit and they continue on this g2 they started hitting wood uh pretty quickly um it says uh terry and uh charles are waiting for the um to examine the first sample from g2 the sample from 75 feet is brought over, and Terry notes that there is blue-gray till um, and contains st um, stacked wood. So the blue-gray till, you know, as soon as I heard that, I, my ears perked up, and I'm thinking blue clay. But he didn't. they didn't say that. Nope. <laughs> but he said blue-gray till. Uh, let's see. Uh, Charles takes a sample to be tested, uh, and the wood shows a vertical saw. He cleans it up, and it shows that saw pit marks that uh scott barlow had brought up talking about the saw pit where they somebody below and somebody up on top and they're running whoops they're running that saw back and forth and it had that type of markings cut into mm -hmm. the wood 
Uh, I know Tom Burns blue clay. Could it be? I don't <laughs> see, <that's> <laughs> Uh, that's exactly what uh so blue clay teal is that a sealant of some type jeff uh, is that the same blue clay we've been talking about or is that just well it's it's blue clay you know and it, what's it being used for it's being used to seal it's a great sealant what's it what's it doing in combination with with wood hmm. I, it's just an observation yeah you know? I, I, and, I i know i i'm with you on that it's, uh, it's kind of the same as the money pit it's the same as other things that we blue clay was used as a sealant mm-hmm. so i'm just saying there's a there's a maybe a correlation there right uh yeah. i like hear what um um april said um april hmm. said do you think they will put a larger can over c1 I don't know that they'll go over C1, but they might go right next down, right next to it. Yeah. Like that picture I showed there just a moment ago uh, of the C1 can down there and then the big 10 footer right next to it. I think they might do that. I think they're going to go right over it and pull the old cans out. They, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be hurt, would yeah. it? No. I mean, they're pretty, I think they're starting to understand or believe that C1 is the money right pit. there where the money pit is. Well, Steve next. said last night, he said, if, if this lines up, he said C1's the money pit. Yeah, exactly. He said, yeah, he said that. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see them putting a can right over the top of it, pulling the old cans out, and then just going right to town digging. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. That's just my theory, but. Yeah. Well, and you might be, you might be correct. Yeah. Um, it would make see. sense. I mean, they were pulling a lot of stuff out of that little can. Hmm. Uh, it's interesting. I was just reading what uh, Dean Barker said here. Um, you know what? Uh, I think when it's, uh, I think when it's a, an important treasure, uh, all these collapses are just a product of nature. Of course, Shakespeare Templar secured the treasure in a cave in bedrock. You would think they would, yeah. They they are not going to... Um, um, and again, we talked about the fact that going down that deep would have been the product of something very, very important uh, rather than just yes. a, a pirate treasure or something. Why would you bother doing all this work so deep um to get that done uh dave petrello says c1 can uh c1 can also be a side chamber off of the money pit um yep off of the money pit it could be yeah they could have hit uh and again if you remember when they put the camera down in c1 they did find a void it's there's a void down there There There's there's a large area down there um that was that was found on the camera and because if you remember when the guy when the guy dove at the beginning of of um season uh, was it when when he last dropped it the diver year. went down there and huh it was last year yeah yep. when the diver went down there and he dropped that um it's we think is a coin we don't know if mm-hmm. it was a coin or not but when it fell it fell down into that chamber that's down there and he couldn't go down that deep to go find it so um yeah, that's uh, Indy's. Uh, Indy's Andix says, uh, "Yeah, he says, why not put a can down? Is that a bird? Oh, it's his bird. Uh, put a can down there to safely dive it. Yeah, I mean they. Yeah. Ends of the earth. Uh, wasn't there a natural? Ca- yes. Yes. Well, we don't know if it was natural or not, but there was, there is definitely a cavity down there. Um, it's too sure. murky to put a camera down. They said. Yeah, it does get real murky real quick. They can't see anything because of the sediment. So that's why they do it at the beginning of the year where there's nothing disturbed at all mm-hmm. all winter yep 
Um, yeah, and there could have and, and that's something that we kind of talked about back when we had. Um, uh, if you haven't seen the show that I did, the interview I did with um, uh, Mr. Abbott of uh, Abbott Acoustics, mm-hmm. he's the one that did the scan. He put the scanning uh, unit down there and scanned 10X. And mm-hmm. his scan showed what looked like a tunnel going in, coming into 10X and coming out of Correct. 10X. And we were speculating, uh, John uh, Edwards and I here, were, we were talking about that on a, on an IDK show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, um, and, possible, and the possible support beam sitting there, which yes. came up on scans. And then when they went to look for it, they couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. But it, it, there's definitely an echo that produced a support beam. And yep. it's definitely in the cave. And it's the cave going in, you know, entry going in and out, you know, which means it's part of a cavern system. Yes. You know, and, and we see that a lot with the tunneling around, you know, the money pit area. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. and there it is. Now now we see footage and a scan that verifies, or at least in my mind, at least supports the idea that tunneling was going on in the area. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and not only that, but I mean, the fact that, that 10X is such an anomaly anyway, that that for, for one, that Dan was able to find it with the divining rods. That's crazy. That's but I mean, also I mean, the fact that he found it. There was a chamber down there. I yes. Mean, so why was there? Is it a natural cavity? As somebody said, or Dale, you know, was it a natural cavity or was it something that was dug oh, out by Jeff, man? You you found ninety degree angles down there. Is that does nature produce ninety degree angles? No. You know, and no. and they were they were on that scan. Yep. Is there the moment I found the, the metal down there too, like a chain or something? yeah there was some different things that uh that that was part of what dan blankenship said he found yes yeah no i thought they said a diver down the diver did a metal detecting he said there was a chain or something down there i know that john chatterton went down there and he came up empty-handed he said there was basically nothing there yeah and i and i kind of wonder is he a is he a mason (laughs) <laughs> oh jeff <laughs> becoming like me a conspiracy you see, you see john look for a ring on his fingers if he's a mason there like, oh, nothing there come on nothing to see here Jeez. <laughs> i know i had to say it. i'm sorry it's the same line of thought jeff you're right I I know. Know. I gotta get john going now i know well no, they're supposed to protect it right they're, they don't want you know, the ark of the covenant supposed to be protected so oh my god <laughs> Could it be? Could it be? Indeed. Uh, I, I'm actually doing. I'm trying to do a better job tonight, folks, of watching the chat because I know I, I really, I'm really watching it a lot tonight on both sides over here. Trying to, you know, I don't want to miss some of the great stuff that you guys are are bringing up here. So that's uh, that's why I'm doing. Um, everybody's saying good question, Jim. I know Jim Barlow. How can what does he say here? Uh, how, is this the right question you guys are referring to? How can they see find? the offshoots to another chamber when the 10 footers are put down. You're exactly right. And we talked about that. You when can't. you put a 10 foot can down in the ground, you're going to be going right past it. Hmm. You're never going to know that offshoot because you just cut right past it. So uh, you're chance right. You gotta, chance you got to take. Yeah, it is. I mean, as you're digging, I guess if, if you come to a void area, and that, and they would know. Remember when they were putting the can in, and that mm-hmm. um, I've forgotten the guy's name that was actually operating and in the little tent area there. He was talking to Vanessa one time, and he was talking about how they were all the pressure that they exerted that is exerted on that can to push it down. It raises up and it goes a few inches at a time. The pressure released. I mean, it was like nothing, and they were just the can was kind of like dropping for a little ways. 
So they would know at that point that they've hit a void, I would think. But is that one of the offshoots? You're not going to know because the can's going to go right on past it and cut it off. Mm -hmm. And you'd never, mm -hmm. you'd never, that is a good question. So how, how do you get around that? How, how do you, if, it, if there's an offshoot, how do you? Uh... I think that's what they're doing all the test holes for. It could yeah. possibly be. Yeah. If you can keep hitting, you know. Uh, yeah, they know where to put this can exactly when, once mm -hmm. they put it in. Yeah, With all sure. these holes that got dug, they know exactly where it should go so yeah. they don't miss anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Wade. Uh, Wade said that visibility was like zero when John went down in 10X. You're right. Yeah. It was. Hmm. Yep. Oh, Danny. Thank you, Deidre. Deidre, remember Danny's. Yeah, that's he was the guy that always did that. Uh, he had a what he would do is yelling out what he would do. I forget what Deidre was talking about it too on their show. Um, yeah, Danny from Rock. Yeah, that's, that's who it was. Thank you. Um, yeah, he was the one that was talking about that, how it uh, the pressure had just gone away from the can there for a little while. And so they figured they hit some sort of a void. I don't remember what can that was. Um, maybe it was C1. Maybe that was, uh, maybe that was the one. Um, let's see. Anyone know how they test for how much the drill core drifting? Yes, they put a GPS or a, a, a gyro of some sort on it. Um, uh, Steve Guptel was talking about that. Um, yeah, the pirate. That's why you call him Danny the Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of the way he hoots. Or, um, um, I forgot what that is. They put a gyro down. They actually can watch it because it, it, they actually get the, the, um, the data. From it they put this down ever so often so they can see how it's going off to the side and they can track that so they know what they've missed and at what level did it move off it's i think it's gyro uh has something to do with a gyroscope or something they put down they did, they did a show once where they showed the the um small boreholes just to see how far it drifted and they were going mm -hmm. off to the side some of them and stuff like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep yeah, and it's amazing how much they do. Even the can, even the big can yeah. does a little bit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, hard to go straight down. It's really, really difficult. Now, Dan Dan did when he put in 10X because he hand dug the darn thing. I mean, it was pretty much, what an effort. I mean. Couldn't imagine the digging. Ah, oh, man. I, and then sinking the, 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 the railroad cars down into the ground like that without turn. I mean, he's doing all this by himself with a small yeah. team. You know, it's just amazing yeah. what he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, well, Tom, uh, Jack said it, uh, Vanessa said hers wouldn't walk. I, I thought it did a little, but you might be right. Anyway. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Gyroscope. Thank you. Yes. Okay. That's where you get it. So the squiggly's on his map. All right. Thank you. Linda. Yes, I am paying attention. <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay, so they found the splintered wood, and, and they knew that they were going down, and that's what this picture here is. That here's that they found just a few splinters, but <clears throat> then you can see when they actually look in there that they mm -hmm. actually hit several feet of wood, which means at that point that they have hit a wall or they're following a tunnel wall down as they go down. Hmm. That's what's important about uh, finding uh, the Shaft 6 and where they're at in G2 and running yeah. that down there. Because if you're hitting this as you keep going down, then you know you're following a shaft wall. Yes. And they yes. hit over 10 feet as they keep going. They had over 10 feet. I think it was, um, uh, let's see. And, and Jeff, while you're looking that up, that's commiserative mm -hmm. of how they did mining. 
four, five, six, six hundred years ago in the age of exploration, you would actually build out shaft walls. Yep. Just just like they're showing. So, you know, it, it is it is it correlates. Yep. A sample from 89 feet is brought over to reveal five feet of stacked timbers. Uh let's see when Rick and uh, Rick and yeah, then Rick comes over, Rick shows up, uh, and they're looking at it. And that's when they found they ran the little uh, pinpoint metal detector over it, mm -hmm. and they found it. They got a hit, <clears throat> and so they started digging on it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Um, they uh, they started digging on it. And they found uh, they found uh, found a piece of square nail. <clears throat> There's a picture of it right there. It was a square nail that was bent. Now they were they were talking about the fact of whether or not it was stuck on a piece of wood or if it was truly mm -hmm. nailed into something, and they didn't really say they thought mm -hmm. it just had, had happened to be there. But the, the thing of and again, you know, how many times have they pulled up spikes? How many times mm -hmm. have they found actual nails and things like that? Gets kind of like ho hum, right? But in this particular case, as with many cases, it does tell a story because Rick got a hold of this and he says, "I'm going over to get this thing." checked on the xrf right away hmm. and that's where he's at here in this picture um and they did they got it checked right away and they put it in us on the scanner and they were looking to, to find out did it have um manganese uh in it because hmm. that would help them get an idea of when it was forged and how um and so they they did they checked it and uh sure enough it did uh have manganese in it um 3.36 percent the analysis shows that the nail is 96.6 percent iron and 3.36 manganese and puts the nail in a post 1840s time frame mm -hmm. which is what they wanted because that means that it is a searcher shaft which is what they wanted to find they wanted to know if this was shaft six and having that nail come out of that piece of wood and be in that time frame, then they know that this is definitely searcher and very likely shaft six. And you're saying the 1860s, is that correct? Uh, 1840 time frame. That uh, okay. let's, see. let's see what it says here. It says, uh, if there was any manganese in the nail, as that would help them date the nail to pre-1840 or post-1840. That's when they gotcha. started to use manganese in the steel. Okay. <clears throat> if it dates uh, pre, uh, then it would not fit the timeline for shaft six, but it dated, it does have it in there. So it dates after 1840, which was mean that, yes, it does date good for shaft, it being shaft six. So that's why it's important. Yeah, 1861 to 1866, I believe, was the Oak Island Association. So it fits perfectly in the time frame. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. And that's what you wanted. That's what you now, want. you know, and that, so shaft six, it, you know, the, and, and again, as we said earlier, shaft six being 18 feet away from the money pit, because they wanted to go down there and make their way over. Mm -hmm. um, so that would now you have to figure out the orientation. Now, how they're going to figure all that out. I mean, it blows my mind because the orientation of shaft six um, and you have to figure out now, where is the money pit away from there? So you could, if you know where shaft six is, now you go 18 feet or in a circle around it. It's got to be within there, right? Someplace. Well, it would have to be on the circumference, Jeff. So you literally take a, you know, a compass and draw a make 
the shaft six, your point of origin, and literally right. draw 18 for the round, and then look at the existing data you have where you've had hot spots, and you can basically narrow it down to a wedge, probably within the Dunfield spoil somewhere or the Dunfield dig somewhere. And yep. you now have a wedge that you have to, and it's anywhere in that circumference on that wedge. So it wouldn't be that hard to do with a little math to actually come up with possible areas to dig for the right. original money pit. Yep. Yep. I think so. Um, yeah. Ends of the earth made a comment about, I hope they find it soon. Uh, they're going to find it soon. I bet. And I <laughs> Absolutely. Hope, yeah. Yeah. The curse isn't true. I don't, I'm not one that buys into the whole curse thing. I just don't. Not that I don't like paranormal stuff and things like that. <clears throat> and, you know, UFOs and UAPs, right? Beyond our world. Yep. Um, but I'm not a big believer in this whole. Um, yeah, Steve will do the math. Um, I'm not a big believer in the whole <laughs> curse thing. I think that was <clears throat> that was taken from some fisherman tales. Uh, and again, John and I did a um, Beyond Our World. Was it a Beyond Our World or was it an IDK? It was an IDK where we looked at the historical accounts of the of the of the actual uh, curse and i think it was a, a devil dog jeff was that right yeah yep with the glowing the red dog. eyes <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah devil dog protects the islands yes and supposedly has been seen down there in multiple places so we're gonna have to have dale be on the lookout for the devil dog if you ever get <laughs> okay <laughs> okay devil dog. yeah um yeah deidre said that uh, steven will have to do the math he'll do the math on figuring out 18 feet and he will you know he yeah, will. Yeah. he's all over it if they're if that's really shaft six which it looks like it is but it's going to be a, it's going to be a wedge and it's going to be the circumference on that wedge so you're mm-hmm. really talking about the the the, the outer reaches of a, of a portion of a circle and it's going to be somewhere in that area if if 18 feet is as, as documented now, if it's not, then it well, could be I'm sure. They, I'm sure they got this mapped out to a science. I'm sure. I mean, it's math, the math isn't hard. Exactly where they're going. Math is not hard for this. No. Yep. Steve's probably yep. one of the best surveyors around. Well, Jeff, what's curious is they could also use, wasn't the cave-in pin a certain distance from the money pit as well? So couldn't you use point both points of reference? I think so. If I remember correctly, I have to go back. Maybe someone out there knows how far the cave-in pit was from the money pit. But I think it also was a certain amount of feet. And so, if you use this, the you know the the circumference of the of the distance from from shaft six and the cave-in pit, you almost could put your finger on where it should triangulate be. exactly yeah. where it's at. Yep, because then you have two points of reference. Right. You know. Yep. Yep. That wouldn't be hard to do. The math <laughs> would not be hard to do for that. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, Deidre is, I think you're, uh, I, well, we know Steve's going to be all over it. We, oh, absolutely. <laughs> we we absolutely. must trust in Steve's math. I like that. <clears throat> and people, if you haven't already, if you don't know already, I know many of you guys have, have been on the show here and you said that you know all about this. But just in case you don't, uh, Deidre and her husband, Dustin, do a show called, uh, is it, uh, could it be an Oak Island podcast? It's on YouTube and Facebook, and they got a great show. They do. They talk about the the show quite a bit and give away some prizes sometimes. They got their uh, their cards or uh, deck of cards. I got mine right over there. I should. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, trading cards for the Oak Island team are pretty cool. But anyway, you should check them out if you haven't already. You should check out their show. They do a great job, and they've got their Facebook page. It's uh, could it be Oak Island podcast? So. Um, yeah, Deidre has the best uh, deck ever, card deck ever. I shall, I'll show them. I may show them here. And just that was another oh, gift awesome. I got. Yeah. Uh, she, during she this get a sign, Seth. The what? 
I should get a sign set. I know they're not signed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was the significance of uh, the nail found in there. So it helps them to identify that they are indeed hitting shaft six. Uh, so now they just have to make sure that they're hitting all the walls of shaft six, uh, and then they can figure out exactly where it is or which the the angle of it, how it sits. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more here at the end. I'll try to um, get to that. Um, so then we jump over to the swamp. Now, here we are with Jack and I. Jack Campbell and I are very excited about them hitting this, uh, getting over here and digging in the swamp because the ship shape anomaly that they hmm. found some timbers well i don't know if they found them of the ship shape anomaly um but they certainly found some timbers last year um and that's what <clears throat> that's what they're working on this year uh they got this long reach uh, excavator 80 foot reach on this thing um and so they're they're working off the the, the shore or the uh, the road here just by the edge of the road and they're reaching out and obviously doing some digging around there they're not going real deep as far as i could tell um, but man, what a mess. I mean, you saw that when that excavator bucket's pulling up, it's just it's like it's just like muck. Soup. I mean, it's just sloppy yuck that <laughs> they're pulling up <laughs> out of there. Um, really some nasty stuff, and it must smell. It's just so wonderful. Um, but they got working and you can see exactly where they are from this picture. There's Nolan's Peninsula right back over here, and the eye up here, as you can see. Um, and there's that muck. I mean, just awful stuff. Um, but again, they're working that whole area looking for more evidence of a ship um, as best they can. They did find this piece of wood here. Mm -hmm. I think I, let's see. Do I get another? Yeah, there's another picture of it there. Obviously, not just a piece of random wood off of a tree. It's definitely been worked by man. Uh, rounded edges and everything else and nice and flat on top and bottom. Again, but we know, you know, again, when you get to wood like this, you know, where did it come from? We don't know for sure. Could be uh, driftwood. Yeah, it could have been driftwood, exactly, um, that came in from shipwrecks. Then we've, we've said this before. Blown in from a storm. Mm -hmm. And you guys get some nasty ones up there. Um, yep. But they did find this piece of wood, which was cool. It, it'd still be good to get it dated and all that, which I'm sure they're, mm -hmm. you know, going to do. Um. But they also came across, and it's, it was neat. There's Jack in there again doing his metal detecting. So either they went out and they got another metal detector, or they bought one, or Gary actually let them use it. So that'd be interesting if you know Gary gave up with the uh, metal detector. Um, but he's over there working, and you have to. you got to go through these spoils. You have to go through every inch of that stuff. Um, you don't want to leave any stone unturned when it comes to this uh, you know, search here because you just don't know what you're going to find in all that muck that they're pulling up out of there, right? Um, uh, Barbara said, yeah, but that, uh, I was talking about the tree trunk, um, must've been a narrow channel. Yeah. They did find that big tree, uh, portion of a tree trunk last mm -hmm, week mm -hmm. uh, that they pulled up out of there. Um, but I think they're, they're not reaching over far enough. I don't know if they're going to be able to reach out far enough. You know, I'm going to go back to this, this picture here. Mm -hmm. The ship shape anomaly, I think the back of it, the bow, I mean, I'm sorry, the stern of it it's was going to show up right about where they're at the end of the reach. It's much further out. <clears throat> so it much is. further into the swamp. It's it's like starts here. And goes yes. And then goes up or even maybe a little further in, into the swamp. Yep. Yep. They may so, be moving further. We don't know. Yeah. And I mean, they got an 80 foot reach on this thing, but I think they're going to have to get 
the other excavator out and really get working way over here if they're really going to find out what's there. Um, you know, Tom says it's a barge. <laughs> That's his running theory. Mm -hmm. Might be. He might be right. Yep. Um, let's see. But I and I was hoping they'd put that coffer dam in. If they, I think if they, do, well, they have to get the permit and everything else. They they only have, and that might be part of the reason why they're not going out so far just yet. Mm. Um, I think it was said that they were permitted to work along the road, edge. just along the edge. So maybe yeah. that's why they're not going that far in just yet, um, because they have to get this. They have to get it. So so um, at this point, is the swamp semi drained? Is it drained at all? It's, I mean, what's the condition of the swamp at this point, Jeff? Looks semi-drained. Yeah. At, I mean, at the point they're digging right now? Yeah. Um, semi-drained, yeah. I mean, it's actually green. You know, you see all the, I mean, usually it's full of water, and there's actually green uh, showing up in there. But, I mean, I don't know that. Well, when you start pumping, you have to get the permits for that automatically if you're going to pump the swamp. Is that not correct? They've done that on, on other seasons where they've had to get the special permission. Right. Yep. The minute you start doing that, yep, it's going to be a whole permission. And, you know, with what they found in the swamp already on the right. Stone Road, you know, they, the, you know, government may be a little leery of issuing those permits. Could be. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But they, I mean, they could, they can certainly pump and they, they're obviously they are. Yes. That's what yes. Rick or uh, Marty was doing in the other excavator last week as he was working his way along excuse me, along the road and clearing away for a trench for the water to drain away yep, yep. from this area and then be pumped out somewhere else uh, from there. So um, I'm reading some of the chat here. That's interesting. Cat uh, brought up a good point here. Um, he said about Samuel Ball. He's talking about Samuel Ball. He's been thinking about Samuel Ball and the other lots he owned. Uh, folks wondered why he would want the swamp land. He did buy the edge of the swamp. It's actually more over to the east, or I'm sorry, to the west of where they're working. Um, but he did own that piece there, lot 36, I think it yes. was. Or, I think it's 36. Um, he did have that. And um, so maybe used for grazing lands. Well, um, you, you would have to have an ir irrigation system for the cabbages, right? I mean, he had to have a water source, so why not? Fresh water oh, source, yeah. A fresh water source, and is that not what's bubbling up in the swamp? Is a, a, a yeah, brackish yeah. fresh water source? So, yeah. you know, I know the above the eye of the swamp with the little tadpole-looking places is is a fresh water water right source. Yeah, yeah, that's a fresh water stream. Yeah, yep. And so, yes, you would want you would want access to fresh water because you would use it for irrigation. It makes sense. I mean, pragmatic. Makes really good sense, actually. Yes. I, thought, I thought the same thing last night too. I thought fence posts. For some reason, well, and and uh, yeah, so and that's what we're gonna get to here in just a second. Sammy Ball had a well, yes, he did. Um, Linda, but would that out. well be enough to support like acres uh, and acres and acres of cabbages? In my mind, it wouldn't. No. Yes, he had a well; it was a drinking well. But I'm thinking he needed a a, a, a bigger big water. water. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And so yeah. you would want to own a you know land right next to a swamp, which right. you know it might not have been a swamp back then. You know, it might have been. It might have been uh, it's uh, it's almost person. impossible for me to imagine it never being a swamp or a being not being a swamp at some point when you see this water in it right now. The way it's yeah, and, and what I mean by that is the muck. Yeah, the, the road in front of the swamp wasn't there back then. Mm -hmm. No, so it would have been you know Open a portion sea. of it. 
open to the sea. So a portion of it, you had that brackish water, you know, spring water coming from the two places it's coming from, and then you had the, the sea. So it, it would have been much more of a of a, of a working, mm -hmm. you know, ebb and flow of tides and things of that sort. And that's what I'm saying. Some of the stuff is yeah. probably could have been taken in from like hurricanes that came by and blown it right in. Some of these yep. like the tree stump and stuff yep. like that. Yep, yep. Because the road wasn't always there. Right. No. And that's no, why no, it would no. make it so much easier. So this, we know that, I mean, this land in where the swamp is now always had to be lower lands. It had to be, you know, for it to, to, to be in the condition that it's in today. I mean, if you think about it, if it, you know, and again, this goes back to Fred Nolan's theory that there was mm -hmm. two islands. There was water. Actually, part of the ocean was here, and they started filling it up with dirt that they found from the money pit or wherever they were throwing dirt in here and and that would kind of lend to the theory that it was two islands because it'll never ever be completely dry i don't think at this point in time in our current time that the swamp will ever be completely dry it's always going to be mucky you dig down just a, a few feet as you can see in this picture yeah. here just a few feet and you're back in water again so and you're pulling up really yeah. sloppy mud and Linda, Linda makes a great point. Um, you know, back in the days of Samuel Ball, it, it, they could have been just pulling the uh, water from the eye of the swamp above the eye of the swamp because that is fresh. Yep. And you know that could have been the water source. And if his land bordered that, you know, again, you're you're running irrigation, you have cabbages, you're making big money off this, mm -hmm. so you would absolutely need a fresh water source more than a well. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely um let's see somebody just brought up who was this that was cat uh must live up in the area summers here yeah. can be very dry farmers regularly must irrigate right <clears throat> always in the yeah. summer yep oh uh, yeah somebody asked that question jan oh jan was asking how much irrigation would be needed in the rain with the rainfall in nova scotia so there you go it gets dry here in the summers mm -hmm. yep yeah absolutely um let's see so now they, they reached out with this particular bucket load and they pulled back some some of these large, they look like stakes or something. They were talking about them maybe being stakes or something like that. Um, and here's a look at them here. Wow. Now, a very interesting, when I saw these, now this one, you know, this one laying across here, and I'll show another picture of them here in a second, but this one laying across here looks rather newish to me. Now, this one here looks very old, this uh, one here in the middle, the small one. Uh, and then you got another long one here. Mm. But I wanted to show a picture um, that uh, here they are checking out the shorter one here. Now, you can see how that one's been shaped and everything. Um, I wanted to show this particular picture. This was put on um, another page. Oh, there's another shot of there's the small one. And there's one laying back over here. They just put it on the ground. And then there's this big one here. That again, this bigger one I thought looks newer to me. Um, but uh, and there's that ship shape anomaly. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and and again, I think they're missing it. They're just hitting the end of it. You know, when they're digging yep. over here, I don't think they're quite getting into where the anomaly is. Mm -hmm. um, but again, maybe they need more permitting or something to get there. Uh, oh, and if they took it over to the um, archaeology trailer, they brought the stakes over there to show them to everybody inside. 
And Rick notes that the shorter one looks more like a survey stakes that Fred Nolan found years ago in the swamp. Mm. Um, Marty notices that the plank is similar to the pieces of keg that were found previously in the swamp. And they all agree that they need to get the samples dated. Now, here's a picture that was put on another site. I'm going to bring this a little bit bigger mm. here and let me give proper due on this. Um, this was from Bill Kelly on the uh, Facebook uh, Oak Island Group page of, it's called Oak Island Group, or Oak Island. Uh, help me with that one, Linda. Did I say that correctly? Is that there? Um, but Bill Kelly had brought this up, and I think uh, Bonnie had shown this picture too. Now, this was, uh, you know, a structure that was built during, I think, Fred Nolan's time. Was it Fred Nolan's time? I think it was built in the swamp, right in the area where they are digging um, and finding these pieces of wood. And so, I mean, <clears throat> Fred Nolan, thank you, Tom. So Fred Nolan built this. Is the is one of these the stakes that they're that they're that they oh, found? Flip now, back and forth, Jeff. Can we yeah. flip back and forth? Okay. Yep. This looks now, like two by fours. You could easily ask his son. <clears throat> yeah um he may know let's see let me jump back over yes yes if we looked at the stake yeah. that y yes now this the... one i'm thinking is old it's my opinion and again i'm not you know I, this one i would say is probably one of those stakes from yes yeah, if you go back to the picture it, it looks it looks circumferences right you know it, yeah it, and the it, size it like, and everything is right yeah yeah it's, it's yeah yeah it looks yes. like they should be there y yes like maybe this one here or something and, and that's how you would you would pin them into the swamp you would literally have the the spike and you you know hammer right. them down right drive them down yep and whoever made this uh whoever sense. made these this one didn't take they didn't do a whole lot of time this is what i would do when i'm going to point you know put a point on the end of a post i'm yep. going to i'm going to chop it like this it's going to be you know kind of this one somebody spent a lot of time making it really nice i mean they, they, it's a long slope on this one here i think this one's old and again this is just my opinion but i think this one is old could be from we don't know what but i think this one is from fred nolan that's that's absolutely in my opinion, Fred's handiwork. Yeah. Now go no back in here. Way. Here's this one here. I think this one is from Fred Nolan. Yep. This one's from Fred Nolan. Fred Nolan. This one is old. I don't know, but it's just my my opinion. Um, I could hmm. be completely wrong. Um, there's a page difference. Oh, I'm just so, trying to read. So, so what you're suggesting is Fred build over top of an existing structure, or it would have to, whether it yeah. was buried. You know, whether the structure was there or not, we don't know, but. I mean, they're coming out of the same location. Yeah. You, you know, so means that he built over something that was already there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Had to have. Yeah. A lot of people are jumping into Kate, and uh, a lot of people are agreeing Kate, with Kate me on that. Yeah, definitely older. This one looks old, but these, this other one, these other two are definitely not. I think these are definitely from that structure. So that was courtesy. Like I said, that was courtesy of Bill Kelly. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Bill, for that. And it, that's that's what's so cool about everybody that is on these groups, you know, and, and we so many awesome, you know, people doing some very good observations because we wouldn't have caught that otherwise, you know. And this is also in the, um, uh, I think it's on the Oak Island. 
Right. Oh, Jan just pointed out, too, that there was also the structure that the uh, rest halls had made over by the southeast corner. They had made a platform that he was out there poking around with. With uh, He was standing out on a platform. How, how close would the, would the Nolan platform and the rest hall platform be to each other? Or were they all on top of each other? Do I don't know? think they were that close. I think one okay. was clear over in the southeast corner. Now they're over in the middle. And then yes. This, yeah. So I'm trying to explain what the smaller piece is in relation to the other pieces that Fred would have used for that structure right there. Yeah. So this one I think is more toward the middle where they're digging now. Correct. Uh, at this portion in the show. And the other one was way over to the East in the Southeast corner. So, yes. but very good catch. And this is, um, this is actually up in um, what, what uh, Linda, if you don't rem uh, mind reminding me, what was the name of that? Um, uh, it's, it's on the Oak Island one of the Oak Island sites themselves, one of the official sites, they had up this picture also. But uh, but anyway, Bill Kelly uh, put that up there, and Bonnie uh, Goodine has also uh, involved in that. So thank you guys for that and letting us share this on the show tonight. Appreciate that very much. Hmm. A very good observation, and that's why it's so cool to have this uh, information. Oh, here it is here. Courtesy of um, History Channel website had it originally. Thank okay. you. Um, cool. And not so close. The rest all structure was uh, quite a bit further away. Okay, so probably not from the rest all site would be my right opinion. I mean, I, could be, but probably not. Yeah. Um, Kate said, uh, "Wasn't rest all near where they aren't allowed to dig?" Yes. Yes. I think it is within that circle, Kate, uh, where they're not allowed to dig. Right. Oh, Marilyn. Marilyn's here. Hi, Marilyn. Hey. Um, Marilyn, I see Marilyn Rathwell's with us. Thank you for coming by. Um, okay, so um, I think that, and that was very good. I'm, I'm very glad that they found that because it, it's, uh, it, what it means is, is that not everything that they find is all that old. Uh, sometimes it's going to be, you know, from, you know, searchers, which, you know, Fred and Dan were definitely uh, part of. Um, mm -hmm. What year was the photo of Bill Kelly's? I don't know what year it was, Marilyn. Um it would have been around the time of Fred Nolan. So that would have been what in 60, uh, late sixties, early seventies. Isn't that when Fred and Dan were doing their thing? Um, right. yeah. So yeah, they're going to get them dated. Thank you, Linda. They're going to get them dated. So they'll, they'll find out then, uh, just how old they are. And even at that newer one, I think that, um, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yep. All right, so from that point, they jump over to lot 22. Um, and uh, this is where Gary and uh, Michael John are going to be detecting. Lot 22, hmm. they got a picture of the lots together. They were looking in lot four, lot 22 being right here, which wow. is where the causeway comes across. Yeah. So the causeway comes in right there. Now they're searching over here because they think that... Um, uh, for the past two weeks, Gary has been searching for anything that would indicate human activity in this area before the discovery of the money pit. Um, this would allow the team to apply for a permit to do a large-scale excavation in that area. So that's why hmm. they're trying to find out. They're trying to see what they can find over here, and I think they have. They found that uh, ads last week, yep. um, well, in last week's show. Um, they found the ads. Um, so... Um, uh, the ads and also that gold plated button that they found over there. So if they can get these dated and find out if it is, then they can go for, 
permits to give them the large scale excavation yes. of the area. So they can't get down here too much because that's where all the buildings are where the parking lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this whole area down here is parking lot and some of the in the archaeology trailer and all that stuff's over here. So they can't get over there too far. They're gonna have to move all their equipment out of the way. Wouldn't that be something if they had to move all the trailers and buildings so they could dig? <laughs> Sorry, the welcome center's gotta go. We're gonna dig right underneath it. So yeah. That's where the money pit entrance to the money pits underneath the matches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the interpretive center is right there, Jeff. Um, right yeah. in that area to the left yeah. there, but it's right in that kind of open area. Yeah. And of course, Dan's house is right there too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so and the parking lot and the, the archaeology trailer and you know, and, and they moved the war room. Actually, they built one and moved it further in. Yeah. Um, the, the original war room was right there. You could see it right when you drove up. So that's yeah. a pretty crowded area. I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, very, it's very crowded. Yes, yeah. yes. You might find a lot of uh, pennies and, you know, quarters and nickels and dimes over there. People out of falling out of people's pockets. Well, but, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they're looking over here where it's more in the woods. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so, but good stuff that they're looking for. Um, and that is where they find, uh, whoops. And I, I, I grabbed this shot because you can see there's the back of the, some of the buildings right there. Yep. This is in the causeway is just right over here to the right-hand side of the picture is the causeway coming across. So I like this picture. I thought that was kind of neat where it's looking right up there, um, uh, on the backside of the welcome center and all that stuff over here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I enjoy, I just, I grabbed that picture. I just love it. Uh, yeah, it's under the war room. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> under the war room. <laughs> they've already moved the war room once, haven't they? You were over there, John. You yeah, yeah, they they moved it inside. There was a gate that they yeah. put the numbers in, and when you go on tour, they open the gate and you go to the other side and you need to go on the tour. But the war room used to be in front to the right of the gate, mm -hmm. um, and then the interpretive, uh, then the research center that Doug Crow's in, and then the gate. And mm -hmm. you know, when you're in tour now, you see it; it's further in. Mm -hmm. And the old war room, there just wasn't room to do anything. It was there was a tight space, and it wasn't, from my understanding, air conditioning or anything like that. The one they have can have the cameras in there, a lot more people. There's a lot more technology. I mean, it really is an up-to-date war room. Mm -hmm. um, and they have AC there as well because <laughs> yeah. you have 10, 12, 15 people, and you shoot oh, for yeah. a couple hours. Oh, they can get yeah. hot in there, and all the equipment. Come on, so yep. yeah, they they really upgraded it and and, and put it a little further into the uh you know the, the gated portion of the island yeah yeah they rebuilt it yeah they took yeah. the old room apart and reused it to build something else oh, okay yeah but yeah so here was the three things that excuse me here was the three things that they found on lot four um last week they found the ads that piece of metal that they said was probably off of a portuguese cannon or something like that portuguese and, uh, yep. and the button yeah that was interesting in itself just the make the material makeup of that piece of metal um back hmm. to the portuguese connection yep. uh first thing they found when they were over in lot uh 24 or no 22 was it i'm sorry 22 yep lot 22 was they found that piece of lead and gary always likes it because he never knows if that piece of lead was was it just a, a fragment that fell you know on the ground when they were making musket balls or something like that or or um you know something you know obviously out of lead but they will get it tested. They'll get it looked at and see. Yep. Um, oh, somebody brought uh, uh, Janet said said something about Carmen and the Carmen Legs said the war room is very dark and he doesn't like to stay in there very long. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they found that piece of lead 
first and they'll get that looked at. Then they found, <coughs> then they found this piece of strapping. And, you know, and first time when Gary first saw it and he got dug it up out of there, he thought it had something to do with a wagon wheel. Like if it was wrapped around a wagon wheel or yep. something. Yep. Um, so, you know, it had a, it had a couple of holes in it that uh, that they had noted down at the top and the bottom, and did you notice too that they were back to calling Michael John Treasure Hunter? Did you catch that? Yeah, I noticed he, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said it once along or a couple seasons ago when he first showed up. Well, he was he was an uh, employee of you know Billy Gerhardt, um, and then uh, it was when he was I think he was uh, when they found the parts of the cannon. I think that's when it was. Uh, he had the excavator over there and he was digging for it and they found the broken pieces of the cannon that looked like it had been exploded in season eight. Yep. And they called him and there was, and his name came up at the bottom and said, treasure hunter, you know, Michael John treasure hunter. And then it went back to being, uh, I think, you know, an employee of Billy Gerhardt. Now it's back to being treasure hunter again. Uh, but he is, I mean, you think about it, you know, he has become part of the Oak Island team. And is there doing uh, treasure hunting? And so, you know, to I mean, I would, I would, I would take that's Rick's favorite shovel, um, the one that has these serrated edges on it for cutting roots. You know, you can dig right down in the. That's Rick's favorite shovel, but he let him use it to go over there and dig for Gary. I mean, I would dig for Gary. Would you? Would you? Would you? How come Gary doesn't dig? Yeah, he doesn't. He never digs. I don't know if that has something to do with the permitting or not. I I always wondered that. Hmm. Because you never see him doing the digging. He always has somebody else doing it. So yeah. did that have something to do with the permits? Oh. I always wondered why that. Yeah, it's good to see Kate said it. Good to see Michael. Yeah, it is. Out there working hard. Yep. We'll try to get him on the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm serious. Uh, so anyway, so they, there's a close-up of the... Uh, and, and, and I remember when Carmen, they got they take this over to the center, the uh, research center. Um which is where the money, you know, the entrance to the money pit is right underneath it. They're going to have to move this one. They can move easily. Uh, so uh, they get Carmen over and Carmen comes over to take a look at that strap. Uh, and what's yep. neat is he takes a look and he says that, uh, yeah, he said it's a, it's a piece of strap about three sixteenths by five eighths. So three th sixteenths thick by five eighths wide. Mm -hmm. And he said, this is not off of a wheel. It's off of a heavy trunk or chest. So, bum, bum, bum. what does that tell you? Um, so if it is off of a, and he said it would off be off of something that was going to hold something heavy. Um, it's not going to be just a piece of a strapping off of something that would have something light like clothing or you know, a sea chest that had clothing or something. Because of its thickness, the three sixteenths thickness, it's going to be something that's going to be um, uh, something heavy uh, that would be chest and put inside this particular chest. So uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, he is. Somebody said uh, oh, that was Mandy. Um, Mandy said, yeah, he is so full of knowledge. Uh, he, he truly is. Uh, we've had him on the show. He's coming back. He was actually supposed to be here on the 18th. Um, and then he had something came up. Um, and then uh, he is coming back. Uh, I think we actually have a date. It's going to be on twice coming up. Um, the 22nd of January, we will have Carmen on. Um, Carmen's internet connection is not the best. Um, it'll, it, when we had him on before, he actually dropped out a couple times. Good old Carmen right there. 
Uh, rural, rural Nova Scotia, internet. Yeah, <laughs> you would know all about that. Well, of course, you live you live in Halifax, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, so you got good internet over there. Where you you're good at. internet here, but it's the further you get down the valley by where he is, it's, mm. uh, it's bad. Yeah. So uh, that takes us to the end of the episode. Um, but he did say, Carmen looked at it, and he did say, uh, he then estimates that the date of this trap is 1600s to late 1700s. Pretty broad range there. Uh, and even thought that the piece was not ornate. Uh, the rest of the chest could have been. Uh, he says that the thickness of the strap indicates that the chest would have been used for some hardware, china, silverware, uh, something heavier, uh, and would need a more durable, more heavy-duty chest, not something like clothing. Um, so he made that uh, he made that very clear that uh, because of its thickness. Um, okay, so what I wanted to do now uh, at well, this point, Jeff, let's go back to that for a second, can we? For the chest, yeah, for so, a second, absolutely. So could it also have held? military equipment like cannonballs mm. and you see what i'm saying because we yeah. have we have the fragment of portuguese you know you know associate with the cannon and things of that mm. sort so could it be something that held military equipment because military you know, you know to me it's that for heavy, it's for a heavy trunk or chest yeah correct correct so you know it's a good it, observation clothes doesn't make sense plates wouldn't have lasted so you know the fact that that strap is as heavy as it is it easily could have been something like a, a chest full of cannonballs which typically was where they stored them it was a, a cannonball yeah test. they did they really yeah. did you yeah, know so I'm they just, carried them around yeah that's how they yeah, carried them around. To carry though but well yeah. th think about it. if you had 30 or 40 50 cannonballs in a chest and you were carrying around for you know for defense or whatever you know that's a heavy chest you would yeah. have to have a strap like that yeah to carry pieces of military equipment. And that's where my mind goes because there's so much evidence of the military being there. It's funny. They only find like a little piece though and nothing else. Yeah. And he even went back and he kept looking around in that area. Cause he said something about, you know, looking for more and they didn't find it. That is very wow. curious. Why wouldn't there be more? Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Could it be? <laughs> Wanda <laughs> said, could it be? <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and well, then somebody said here that was Janet. Janet said that every officer would have had a chest of some sort, that's true, too, to keep his personal belongings in. I mean, that was something that you know, being a sailor, like a footlocker, a footlocker, we yeah. all had a footlocker, yeah, exactly. Everybody had but a it wouldn't have that thick of a metal on it, no, no, so but that's where you kept your personal belongings yeah, in your yeah. footlocker and you locked them up, yep. So, so you're right. Yeah. Everybody would, you know, pretty much anybody yeah. would have had one and not, maybe not in those days, maybe not all yeah. the deck hands, but certainly the uh, officers. Yeah. Like, like Jan said, for sure. But, but for me, that, that leather, leather strap, it makes sense to be part of something military related to me, you know, because so much has, has come up. That's been military related to the right. island. Now this is Barbara said, uh, my understanding of very few actually lived on the island and it was uh, mostly for farming and grazing. One would think that uh, be more military than household. True. But, it, you know, it, it did it did change over the years because all the lots had, you know, like James Anderson owned one that yep. all ended up buying it from it. A lot of people uh, owned all those lots, obviously, that was divided up. And so it wasn't always farming, you know, over the years. Um, Samuel Ball certainly did, you know, of his seven lots, he farmed almost all of them. Yep. Um, could even have been used for military exercises. Mm -hmm. Could have been. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. I mean, China just seems like, you know, we have all carried China before. It's not that heavy. It's fragile, but not heavy. You know, can't, you know, 
I, if that just looks like a, a strap that was used for something much more substantial and, and therefore, you know, a piece of heavy equipment of some type, something. Uh, does that scrap look like part of it would have rotten under the, under the earth? Yeah. Well, and, and Carmen mentioned too, that this part of it, there's, uh, there's one picture. You can probably see it It was Mm -hmm. welded. It was done at blacksmith welding, not done with a arc welder or like, you know, but the blacksmith form of welding, I think it was right in here. He said it had been welded where the two pieces come together and they, they use their form of blacksmithing to weld it together Hmm. to make one continuous piece. Um, that's, he said that was done on it also. I remember him saying that during the, during his inspection. Um, so yeah, very good observation. Yeah, definitely could have been for some sort of, and somebody mentioned that too, ammo. Yep. An ammo box, which would be very heavy. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so so what are we, when you get Carmen, are you going to have him subtitled? (laughs) no no Uh, well actually actually the subtitles for the uh on youtube it is turned on so i I don't know why they do that yeah the subtitle i know i can understand what he says oh i understand it perfectly i just don't understand they do they They always they stopped doing it for a little while and they started up again but yeah it's funny because yeah and they sure do um somebody's hitting the sack okay good night (laughs) that was dean 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 barker Um, I wanted to get back to a couple of these pictures about um, the, uh, where was I here? Let me get back to the money pit area. Okay. A couple of observations that I had about the money pit area. I'm going to bring these back up. Let me get off of here. And here we go with a little bit of a round table, you know, or a war room discussion, I think a little bit. Um, what I wanted to do was talk about this, this looking in the money, but one of my observations that I made and tell me if I'm completely all wet with this is that when they put in shaft six, they, they knew that the money pit had, was flooded. Okay. And then they put in shaft six. Then he put in shaft six, hoping that they could come in and get to the money pit area and avoid the flood tunnels, which is why they were on my, my guess is why they were on this side of the money pit because it's opposite of where the flood tunnels would be. Right. But I mean, if you think about that, once they, if, if the flood tunnels have flooded the money pit, like this picture shows, wouldn't they obviously and once they hit the money pit isn't it going to flood their tunnel anyway i mean if the money pit's flooded i'd be water going into it yeah once you poke into it you're it's going to flood your tunnel that you're i i thought about that i'm like why does that why does that not make make sense now if, if this if this picture was true and the water was in these two chests that they said were down there, mm-hmm. these two here. And if they were tunneling into here and it had dirt piled on top of it, which they were thinking it did, then, okay, I could see the understanding that if you could come in here and poke into it, you're going to be below the water level. The water is not coming down in here. Then you would have access to the dry boxes or whatever they are. But, I mean... I. If this weren't the case, I mean, once you, once you, no matter how you try to get entrance to the money pit, 
you're going to be hitting water anyway, like yep. this picture shows. Yep. Correct. So where was, I, I think to myself, why were they thinking that it was going to be possible to get down there before the water, you know, and avoid the water? I, I just don't, I don't know. Am I all, am I all wet with that, that analogy? Well, 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 in my mind, what they were thinking is there, there were actual, you know, tunnels going into that area. And maybe they were trying to bypass the flood tunnels. This picture doesn't show a tunnel. It shows like a, a common source underneath. So when they go down, you know, there's that tide, which we know kind of to be true because of the toonie that Marty threw down one of the shafts yes. and it drifted. So we know that's that picture is a little more commiserate, probably what the, what the underground looks like down that far. But maybe the thinking was, okay, there are physical tunnels going in here mm-hmm. that are driving the flooding. And so if we go around, down, underneath, whatever, we'll bypass the booby traps. Right. But maybe there are no booby traps and maybe it's just a natural flow of the underground currents under the island. And again, that toonie is, is what I'm using to, to come up with that because that toonie did show drifting underneath those, yeah. those tunnels. Yeah. It moved like 10 feet, moved 10 feet. Yeah. When you and pulled so it out. Are, life. Yeah. are they? Oh, there's a toonie. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's there a little light little coin. And, you know, we thought, you know, we, we had talked about the fact, too, that, you know, if it and now obviously that's a chamber. And again, again, yeah. it goes back to the idea that there's a chamber down there and that in that chamber is full of water, as we know. And if you're putting a hammer grab, you're, you're going down there with a, uh, a case on and that hammer grab is going down there and hitting that water, that would create a little bit of a like a plunger effect would yes. it not i don't know and, um and it, yeah, it would create i, I mean it, other than that yeah. why would it move hmm. why would the tuning move it, it shouldn't and someone did say they hey john they knew what the water line was what they did so i'm trying to justify in my mind your question then if they knew what the water line was when they dug the the, the shaft six mm-hmm. and i think that's what's being inferred are you is the person i'm, I'm just sure there was a comment you know why would they dig it? You know, what was the purpose of digging if they knew where the water marker was? If they knew the, the concept of, of what was below, was it search, uh, was it flood tunnels going in? You understand what I'm saying? And that's right. a great question. You know, if they, they knew it, then it makes no sense to, to mm-hmm. do the shaft six. If right. they didn't know it, it, it would make sense. They had to have known something by why go through all that effort if they didn't think that they were going to be able to bypass it. But yeah. And and the thought in my mind was, you know, that the, there were actual flood tunnels, like what's been found in Smith Cove, you know, mm-hmm. um, the specific, what was it, the French drains, Jeff, going into the... Yeah, I'm going to bring it in, yeah, and, you know, and that, that makes sense. But, you know, if they knew where the line was, the mm-hmm. flood line was, there would be no reason to make a shaft six. It doesn't make logical sense. Right. So... In my mind, there was the assumption that they were getting past the booby trap portion of that. I could be wrong, but, you know, I mean, what's everyone else? I mean, yes, correct. Yep. Yeah. And so this was a, and in, uh, <coughs> John shared these pictures. There's two of them that I have here. <clears throat> Where did you get these from again? Uh, I got them from Oak Island Tours, actually. So we'll okay. give them a shout out. Yes. Yep. Oak Island Tours had these pictures. So they, you know, obviously Doug and Charles, everybody knows about these. Yep. Um, but this was a, and I don't know, 
where they got them from. If you can, I don't know what, uh, if you, do you know anything about their history of these things? Uh, they were, um, Matt, uh, drawings from the Turo, uh, Turo company, um, 1864, um, somewhere there. Okay. Um, and there is a whole write-up, uh, with statements on the, uh, actual site and I can, uh, text that to Linda if anyone else would like to see the article. Okay. So, yes. And, so, uh, should yeah, have been like sh shafts three, four, five, six on the one, and then there's a second cross section map, which I also thought was interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, I've got that one too. This one I, I thought was really neat because five, yeah. <coughs> five was put in and uh, trying to. I, I think they were trying to, you know, go down and hit the uh, the actual uh, flood drain, the flood tunnel, uh, and block it off or do whatever they had to do there. <coughs> yeah, a little tickle all of a sudden. Um, <coughs> Yeah, this really is. Marilyn said it's really a cool map, and it is. Um, oh, and Deidre said the solution channel caused the toonie to move, in my opinion. Um, we just don't know uh, for sure what caused it, right? What makes that solution channel move? Is there, if there has to be some sort of a flow? Um, C. Fulton said the tidal action flowing th uh, through the flood tunnels would move smaller debris, such as the toonie if it's still all the way connected and they must be, if they can't pump them out, if they can't pump out all the water, then it must be, um, it must be, uh, still coming in from the flood tunnels, the water. This was a really interesting map. And I saw all these, you know, number one, this one here, right off the line of the flood tunnel being the money pit. And yep. then these other shafts were the ones that were put in. I'm gonna go back and show this first picture. This one here. I thought this one was really cool. Yeah, that's a really neat hmm. picture. Yeah. So here you got your, here's your uh, Smith's Cove, um, obviously. And then you've got your area here where the flood tunnels are coming together to, into one tunnel. Yeah. You probably have your um, uh, coconut fiber um, and some sort of the French drain made over here from that. And then your flood tunnel coming down. Here's shaft five going down and trying to hit the actual flood tunnels. And then you've got now your other shafts here. Now, number one, this one here being the money pit the shaft number two being 110 feet deep i don't know what two let's see i've got a oh, here we go. this is a a picture that was from uh this is actually uh deidre's map i've got deidre's map right here that she has done um and it shows shaft two way over here right there um and that's uh quite a ways from uh the money pit but they've shown where they were trying to come down and connect over this way to the money pit same thing for shaft three 109 feet down and then of course shaft six where they tried to come in and then come up underneath and this is where i again i come back to that if they were thinking that the water was being held up in the upper portions of the money pit and blocked off by dirt and the cat, the uh, chain or the boxes or whatever, then I could see the idea of coming up underneath it the way they did. <clears throat> Obviously it was not successful because it flooded and a couple people almost died. Um, yep. But um, uh, let's see here. So, you know, interesting that they, they did these, but these are pretty cool. Uh, reservoir to the shore, that's seven, and supposed <laughs> tunnel eight. So that's the, uh, 
DJ, DJ White made a, a very funny comment. My map feels so out of date now. <laughs> Give me flash that. <laughs> <laughs> you see it, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Put that up. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> well, you know, and it's kind of funny because they were talking about doing G2. Yeah. And uh, G2 and all those. I mean, look at all the holes that they've put in that general area over there yeah. by G2. I mean, there's a lot of holes that they've drilled, wells that they've dug over there or drilled over there. It's amazing. Yeah. And as uh, Colin um, Jameson has said, you know, there's like 400. They've drilled like 400 holes. Um, now, now, well more than that. They're probably croaching on five, 500 now. Um, but anyway, so very interesting pictures here that they are showing of these shafts. And again, mm -hmm. that was my thinking on shaft six would that be the fact that, you know, they would have, it really wouldn't have, um, in my opinion, how did they think that, uh, it wouldn't have flooded, you know. Exactly. Know. That doesn't make any sense unless they thought the specific tunnels are going into that area and mm -hmm. going underneath was going to bypass them. All right. Yeah, I think it it, it wasn't very well thought out. No, absolutely not. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And there goes the treasure down. Right. You know. So the nice thing about finding shaft six is that we know it's 18 feet from the money pit, and we know. And I think they're they're pretty solid on their belief that it is in orientation here mm -hmm. uh, from the money pit. Which, I, if we go back to Steve Guptill's uh, picture that he has on that screen that he put up, that you can see that uh, it you know they're showing it at an angle. So I think they're and that puts C one right around this area. I think. Yep. Hmm. Uh, kind of neat. Ten. There was the yeah. seller to Smith's house. I didn't even know that was huh. around. Interesting. And then eleven was the a barn. Yeah, the barn's still there. I think I don't know if that barn is that part of one of those buildings over there where um, um, Dan Blankenship was working over by Ten X. That would have to be up. I don't know if that's up where Ten X is or not. But <clears throat> it's hmm. interesting stuff here though i thought that was pretty cool i just don't know the dates of all these all the obviously all but the money pit were all searcher shafts that were put mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. um but again pretty interesting all these different i thought this was really cool and i really appreciate your bringing these to uh to show us here yeah but again you see where shaft six is and then of course the money pit here and if i go back to steven's picture uh, here and let me go to the further one you can see where th there's the uh, there's c1 up here mm -hmm. and you see how it's set off at an angle so it is yes you figure that's where it's sitting wow hmm. so close. yeah yeah very close and here's the bottom yeah. of the dunfield dig that circle there okay if you guys can see my mouse moving on there i don't know how easy that is to see but um uh let's see um Okay, so I can zoom in on that a little bit. Yeah, see so here's C1, and here's their G2 that they did right here, mm -hmm. and that's the bottom of the Dunfield dig. So they're figuring uh, that they're they found it. So they're they'll do a little bit more and see if they can uh, go down along the walls of it and see if they can narrow down exactly where it's at, mm -hmm. because that is important to knowing exactly where the uh, the money pit is. So. I think, you know, somebody mentioned earlier, go around C1 with a bigger can. Not a bad idea, is it? Well, I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. 
So does really that match what, what Colin uh, Jamerson took? Was that in the area of, of the C1? And then he took those pictures this summer, Jeff. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's close. It's real close. Yeah, I think it is. I think it. I think it really was really close to where C one was. So it has to be right up here in this cluster someplace. So or they sunk that one. The ten. If they if they put a can down, right? Mm -hmm. We know they did. We've seen one can, maybe two at most, right? Mm -hmm. So so follow the logic through. They're they're using you know the shaft six to you find the money pit. If they put a can down, in my mind, they think at somewhere during the season. I think they think they have found the money pit. And they put a can down right where they think the money pit is. Right, it, it would be my 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 logical deduction in that, mm -hmm. because that's what they're looking for, you know. And being the eighteen feet away, I, I think they triangulated and figured it out and put a can right down there, and that's going to be the very end of the season. Yeah, if they well, again, that's assuming that they only put in one, but uh, and we just don't know how many they did get oh, in one or two, but we yeah, know we know that but there was that. all it takes. Yep, <laughs> That's and, we know, said. and we know that cans were sitting out. The same cans uh, with Collins' pictures were sitting outside of the of the uh, mm -hmm. uh, of, of the place where they sunk at least one or two. So it didn't take many cans to find what they need to find. And there was no weather problems down here, so they could have sunk more if they had to. Yeah, that's what was interesting mm -hmm. about Collins' pictures that he'd taken. That they it seemed like, you know, they 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 didn't really. I mean, yes, he was over there on the weekend when most of the guys were off the island and not a lot of work was being done. But the fact that the fact that uh, it didn't seem like they were really, really in a big hurry. To, and I don't yeah. I think it takes a week to put one of those cans down. But <clears throat> the fact that they were really, you know, not you would think that he would have pictures of them. One here, one here, one here, one mm -hmm. here. Every time mm -hmm. he went out, because he went out like every weekend and took pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they, we had a beautiful summer. I mean, there was no weather delays that would happen during like that. There was no big storms or anything. No. Yep. So I don't. I don't understand if they they should have put more down, but like like Rick or Rick said before, it only takes one. Yeah, it only takes one. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Deidre said, I think Steve said that if you measure from where they think Shaft yes. Six is and where C One is, <clears throat> it would land at seventeen feet That's away. That's exactly yeah. what he said yesterday. And it'd be yep. well in that ten foot can if they put that in right over C one. Mm -hmm. Wow. Hmm. Don't know. I think they got to do it. That that would make sense. I mean, C one's you know. Well, that yeah. would be a bummer though. They have to pull C one back out of. It. How would you actually get it out of there without ruining those cans? They probably don't care about those cans that they're ruined. Yeah, I don't know. Who do they belong to? They belong to Irving, or did they buy them? They probably bought that but one. They probably they're not all them, yeah. still in the ground. They pulled all of them up except C one and. I think C1 yeah, is the only one that's still they, they had to do that. I mean, come on. And Tom, well, Tom Burns is they, they, they put one, they, I guarantee, they're putting a can right in that C1 area. Pull the old cans out. Yeah, exactly. They had to have. That's the you only know, way to do it. Especially with this collaboration, you know, collaborative, you know, um, you know, whether where they're using existing markers such as Shaft 6. And if that's really Shaft 6, and I do believe it. You know, it very well might be with with the wall going straight down, and yeah. you know, so if it is, the the C one is looking better and better and better for for a can. So yep. why wouldn't you? Oh yeah, they have to. They yeah, really do. Yep. They do. What do you no guys think? What's the chat think? Do they gotta they gotta go down right over oh. top of C one, encompass yeah. C one, and pop it in there? What do you guys think? 
if if you guys, um, if our viewers could, would they? Where would they put the can? I, I'm curious to know where our viewers yeah, would put the can. That is a good question. You what know? do you guys I think? Thought they were actually gonna, I thought they were going to honeycomb it like they said they were going to do. <clears throat> well, that was kind of the big dig idea. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they narrowed it down so much that they don't actually have to do that. I just yeah, got a I feeling. Right. Yep. I get a feeling they only needed one or two cans this year. It's my thought. And then they ran out of season. And then next year is the time for the big dig. Then would they, if, if, well, they would need to, I think still, if they, if they hit the chamber, but they weren't able to, I mean, they were all pretty happy. You know, we saw the pictures of them after the season and they all looked pretty happy. They found yeah, something, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, they were happy. But of course, we won't know t- until the season finale what they <laughs> what they hit. It probably you know. But I'm I'm happy With to something. see them. You know that now that they're I think they're pushing. I think you know we had these all uh, and I, yeah they were kind of filler shows to a degree up leading up here to Christmas and the first of the year. But I think after the first of the year we're going to see some more substance. I really do. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more substance in the shows, um, and we're and the cans. I want to see those cans showing up. But they didn't get out there until September, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was later. Ta- yeah. Uh, I think Colin said they were like September before they. Uh, yep. Wow, um, we we have a lot of people replying where they should put cans, Jeff. I mean, can we put some of those up? Uh, a yeah. Lot of people, at least on, on, on what I'm seeing on the um on the uh, Facebook side. Let's see, round D yeah. and E1. Mm-hmm. That's what Kate says. Wow. Um. <clears throat> yeah, D and E1. That would be here. Yep. And this is the one line right here. Yeah, it is because there's a two line. <clears throat> so Kate says D and E1. Uh, one can hope. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, let's see. D zero, which would be way over here. Wow. Yes. Okay. That's that's really far away. That's Jim said that. Let's see. Uh, the logistics of recovering anything from a flooded chamber is worthy of Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, C1 gives them access to the whole chamber in the ground. I'd, I'd add a can somewhere different. That's true. That's true. They could send a diver down into C1 again. Um, but the diver would have to be able to go all the way down, I think. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So, uh, me, where would you, where would you go, John? Where would you put one? C1. Right over top. You'd encompass C1. Charles 1. Yep. Right yep. Is that yep. what you think too, Dale? I would do the same thing. Put it right over top, pull the old can out, and go right right down. Yep. That makes the most sense. Yeah. They're finding yeah. a bunch of stuff there. You're going to find more if you widen it out. Yeah. So C1 clusters yielding a lot of artifacts right there. You know, and I think that's why they're doing all those little drill spots because they want to see if, if there's anything else around it. But C1 seems like the most logical place to put this. Right. Tom, wherever Charles says, <laughs> what Charles would know. I mean, of all yeah. people, you know, Charles would be the one I would trust yeah. the most to tell me where to put a can down. And he, his instinct was C1, and it's yielded the most. That whole cluster has yielded quite a few artifacts. Well, that's where they found the gold shiny thing. Uh, that's where they the gold shiny yes. thing. Yes, so if is. they put a big can around that and take those other cans out, they're going to get whatever's in there. If that's gold in there, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. This is uh, Indy's antics said uh, talking about the decoy again, and that's you could be right. You, you could be right. Um, oh, it's an African gray parrot. I didn't even notice that until just now. He's actually saying what the kind of bird that is. Um, why would they go to the trouble of hiding it and then advertise it with a ninety foot stone? Whoever wanted any searchers to dig there would trigger the flood tunnels. Yep. I mean, 
it could be it could be a decoy and if you go along that oh this was the other thing that i wanted to mention you yeah. know they talk about that um this here uh, this this particular picture right here of those two boxes mm-hmm. and drilling down into those two boxes and then the collapse of the flood tunnel uh didn't i have that picture here too oh all right blue by sorry about that um talking about the collapse of the flood tunnel now this is one moving theory but if you remember um marty was talking about the off the offshoot tunnel um that offshoot tunnel or uh you know that and i've got a picture of that let me you know i mean Mm. both can't be right if the money pit, if everything was in those two boxes were in the money pit and that's where the treasure was and that collapsed and all the, the debris is at the bottom, like this picture shows, well, Jeff, then that doesn't go along with Marty's talking about that offshoot tunnel, right? Well, you, you're, you're assuming they're mutually exclusive. Why, could they both be true? <laughs> I mean, you're you're saying that there's only one place for treasure. If we're saying oh, there's yeah, one place for treasure, true. then your your theory holds water. No pun right. intended. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if there is an offshoot as well, and we're saying there are multiple places that you know the money hold, held multiple treasures, then the offshoot could also be the bigger prize. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think there are several things in the money pen area. I don't think it's just one. Thing. yeah yeah you're right in, in my opinion uh yeah th- think about how big a 10-foot can uh caisson will be if they put it over c1 you you're gonna find whatever's in c1 yep for sure oh yeah they're gonna find whatever that gold thing was yeah, oh yeah for sure if they go deep enough they will right yep. and i know the one person that had commented earlier too was talking about the fact that if they put a case on down let's say they came right to, let's say they they hit c1 i mean uh the money pit exactly yeah. And they put a case on right down through here. Pretty soon, bloop, they went right on by the soft shoot right here. And now they got metal between them and the soft shoot, and they'd never be able to find it. <laughs> wouldn't that wouldn't that be tough? You know, the, the I, think they got a, the, I think, like I said before, I think they got it mapped enough. They know exactly what's there. Yeah. They've yeah. done enough boreholes. I think they got a map, a pretty accurate map of what's around. For sure, yeah, they have they have done a ton of boreholes. That's for sure. Yeah, I think that's um, why so many were done because they want to know exactly where to put this can and <clears throat> avoid that situation of covering up a potential tunnel. Yep. Uh, Richard uh, Corbett asked, uh, and hi, Richard. Thanks for coming by. It's the first I saw your name tonight. <clears throat> How far did the Tunie travel? I think it was about six ten feet. feet. I think they said about ten. Six. Huh? It, it was, was six feet. feet? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, it definitely, uh, it definitely moved. So that was significant, uh, in the fact, and that's why he did it. You know, he put it down there to see if it would come up, that they would find it later on. And they sure did. Um, yeah. Royal pain says Swiss cheese. Yep. Definitely. Uh, they've poked enough holes in there. It's Swiss cheese now. So, uh, basically that's what I had for tonight. And I thought that that was, Oh, one thing that Marty had said too, that I thought was kind of funny. <clears throat> or not funny interesting if you go back and you think about at the end of the seasons how the last couple seasons they've laid all the stuff out on the money uh, on the uh, um on the table there in the war room right yes. and the one they laid it out with an actual timeline they laid all these pieces out on there as a timeline and then last year they just had all these pieces laying out there you think about everything that they found from the lead cross to the tools to 
the little cannonballs, the uh, I mean, all the stuff that they found Spanish Maritime on the island, huh? Yep. The Spanish Maritime, the, the, the Spanish Mar- yep, coin. uh, yep, the Mervy D. Um, all I probably didn't pronounce that correctly, but um, all the things that they have found, Marty said this. He said, if you searched the other islands in the Mahone Bay area, would you find any of them that would have all of these things that we found on them? Nope. And the answer, the answer they came up with was no. Nope. Right. So that right there tells you why was this particular island so important to have all of these artifacts on it. That I thought that was a great statement. I mean, he <clears throat> he must have thought about that. But I mean, you think about it, all the things that they have found, would they be on any other island? And that and how many and, and Dale, there's a you know there's hundreds of islands down there. Hundreds of islands. Yeah. I don't think you would. No. I don't think you would find them. Now, this is one of the closest ones to the shoreline. The, it's, the the most devel- it's the most developed one mm-hmm. over time, and it's had the most development on it. Be it fields or farms, whatever, it's been the most developed. But it's far away from the shoreline, too. Yep. It's oh. close, but, should, but, I mean, it's a boat ride across if you were doing it by boat. Jeff, there, there are approximately 350 islands in the Mahone Bay area. I just looked it up. Yeah. So, so, I mean, and that's it's just in the Mahone Bay. That's not even further north, right. you know. And and all the things that have been found on this island, <clears throat> why is it so special? And that 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 means a lot, right there. That it that it is. It truly is uh, so special. I mean, it, it, to have all these things there, um, and and the miraculous finds. So yes, they haven't had. They haven't found the treasure. They haven't pulled up the Ark of the Covenant yet, or the Holy Grail, or any of that kind of stuff. But they have the found. Uh, or the menorah, thank yeah. you. Um, but they have found quite a bit of stuff. So um, before we go, I wanted to also say uh, again, congratulations to um, Barbara, uh, was that Duncan. Barbara Duncan, who Barbara Duncan. Uh, won. And yep. I'm going to show the picture of the one. This is the nice. uh, this is it here. And those are fragments of pieces of wood wow. from H9. Uh, it was borehole H9. Um, like there's some really sand cool. in there, too. There's some dirt. Yeah. There's little pieces of uh, the dirt that was actually in that wow. same borehole. Because he awesome. had the little, uh, and I'm going to pull up the picture. Whoops, the wrong way. Let's go this way. Uh, you get the, uh, you get one of these, which is the Certificate of Authenticity. Um, and like mine says, uh, number 16, and he signed it on there. Um, David uh, did. And uh, you, so you get that, you get the uh, office, the, the uh, certificate of authenticity. And then on the back, it shows the giveaway cool. where he got the auctioned uh, that uh, he got that uh, sample uh, from H9. And then you can also get uh, one of these maps. And it's one of these maps that you get. And it shows you exactly where, let's see if I can scroll in. And there's H9 right there. And that yep. would have actually been part of right near the head and shaft and also the original head and shaft and then the current one. So you're going to probably part of what that wood is, is probably part of the head and shaft. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. That's cool. That it is, is awesome. very cool. Uh, it says H9 was drilled in August 10th of 2017 and was the 43rd borehole of the, um, of the Brewster Air Rotary Program. H9 was collared with the head and shaft 
and was chosen by Craig Tester and Charles Barkhouse and targeted the wood sections beneath the head and shaft drilled at the uh, shaft bottom in the late 1930s by the head and shaft crews. So there you go. Cool stuff, huh? Awesome. But, um, and that go and that, uh, and Barbara Duncan won that. So, yeah. Oh, what'd you, what'd you, I was just seeing what you said here. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, here it is. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, she hopes it comes with attachments. Are you a paranormal uh, investigator? Barbara? Whoa, this is a beyond our world. Uh, yeah, possible yeah, interview. And maybe yeah. mine does too. I'll have to watch and see. Wow. Uh, this thing just arrived today. I just took it out of the bag or out of the the, the package tonight. So, wow. <laughs> I'll, have to, <laughs> I'll have to be watching for that uh, and listening for that. Interesting, but yeah, awesome. that was so cool. And again, thank you so much, uh, uh, David, for that. Um, uh, Snedigger. Uh, David, thank you so much, David, for that. Awesome. That was really cool of you to send that uh, uh, to me. And again, Merry Christmas to me. That was really awesome. So thank you. Um, any any parting thoughts before we uh, call it a night, guys? We're right at uh, one hour and 52 minutes. I want to wish everyone a happy holiday, Jeff, and a Merry Christmas for those of you that celebrate Christmas. And I want to thank everyone for just a fantastic year this year. It's been a lot I guess there's no show next week. Nope. Um, we're well, there, there, I think there's uh, there's actually a drilling down next week. Um, I believe, cool. and it's, it's Maddie Blake is talking to some folks. Uh, what was that again, Linda? I know she's got it up on the Facebook page. Um, uh, but it's going to be a, it's another Maddie Blake special, I think. Yep. Um, so we'll have to, uh, we'll have to play our Maddie Blake, uh, uh, cameo that uh, he did that the guys got for me. So, um, but yeah, so that's going to be on next week. And then uh, we might, uh, I don't know, you know, we were debating whether or not to come on on, on, uh, on Wednesday night and do a little show. We'll probably come on and do something. We might even get Linda on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> with, Jeff, with, with the hat. hat. With the with hat. The hat. She, yes. Yes. She's coming on next week with the hat. How even many, if it's a short. Let me just ask. We've got about minutes. 75 people watching right now. Of oh. you guys, how many of you would like to see Linda on the show next week wearing the was it uh, the purple or did, what, did, what color did we call it? Purple signed Oak Island hat. The yes. purple signed Oak Island hat that's signed by just about everybody on the island. I mean, Craig Tester, the Laginas, and Jack Begley signed it on the bottom of the bill, and yes. everybody in the even the ladies, Aaron Helton. I mean, there was a lot of people that signed that hat. So, How so many of you guys would like to see Linda come on with the hat? Next yes, week. yes. If you want to see Linda, please put it in chat right now. Yes, right. I now. want, want Linda to Linda see it right on. now. <laughs> she's going to come on. If she sees enough fan base support, she's going to come on. I know Linda do well. So, yeah. yeah. Look at this. Look at look at look at all the Lindas. Look at look at this. Yes, yes. Look at this, Jeff. Yep. The, the, the groundswell of support for Linda in the hat. I've seen Linda the, in the hat, and it looks great on her. Yes, yep. Linda with the hat. Oh, look at that. Somebody said, uh, Darlene said, Linda should be on all the time. I have tried. Oh, that would be me. fantastic. We've been, we've been doing this show for a little over a year now. And, uh, and <laughs> Linda and I, we, we started this group, uh, you know, November, middle of November last year. And I've been trying since the day that her and I started this to get her on the show. Jeff, the, the, the chat, at least on the Facebook side, is going wild. You put, put some of these. Look, 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 put those up, man. <laughs> look at that. Deidre said, Linda, Linda, Linda. I mean, come on. I mean. 
It's like a uh, Linda, 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 you know? Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Linda, yep. with, Linda with the hat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, look at that. Thanks, Chuck. Pay her better. <laughs> oh. I know, right? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people. look at that, Jeff. This has been this question. Everyone's answering Linda with the hat. I, I look at this. That, Linda uh, said she's planning on it. Huh? Linda said she's planning on it. All right. Okay. Oh, oh there it is. Oh, there it is. Yes, yes. There it is. Right there, there it is. Right there. I'm I love it. On it. I'll have the hat. There you go. Awesome. So Linda will be on the show next week. Uh, awesome. That's Wednesday night. We'll do a, we'll do a, and it may not be a long one, um, but we'll do a show next Saturday or next Saturday, next uh, Wednesday at 730. We're going to come on. We'll talk a little bit about the drilling down. that's on Tuesday night. Uh, with Maddie Blake and all of that, and uh, and any you know, we'll just open it up maybe and see, see what you guys want to talk about. Um, so all right, cool, okay. sounds good. I like it. Yes, <laughs> thanks Linda for all of our hat. chat support on that. Uh, we appreciate you guys, awesome, uh, awesome. very much. And again, uh, Merry Christmas or uh, Happy Holidays Happy to days. you all out there. I hope that your holiday is wonderful, and uh, we will uh, talk about going into 2022. Uh, we'll do that on next week's show. But uh, you guys, thank you so much. Again, this has been the greatest Christmas uh, present for me to be uh, being able to Absolutely. do this show and to have all of you guys join us and having Dale and John Edwards and Jack Campbell and and Colin Jameson and all the wonderful guests that we've had on the theorist and the guys from the show uh, and more to come. We will have definitely more to come. As you know, uh, like I said, we got... Uh, we've had Jeff Irving on a couple of times. We've got Carmen Leg coming on next year. We also have Lynn Picnic and oh, yeah. Picnic and Clive Prince coming on. That's going to be on the 8th of January. And that's going to be an early show on a Saturday. That's two o'clock. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's going to be, be fun. Those two. And that's where they're going to be with our friend and, and your co-host at that Gretchen Cornwall. Gretchen Cornwall. So yeah, exactly is, right. Gretchen be, will be my co-host for that show. She actually knows them. Yes. Um, and that's how, you know, we got them to come on. But they've got a litany Whoa. of stuff that they can talk about. I mean, this show could go four hours. Oh, easily. And they, they, they were consultants <laughs> for the Da Vinci Code, were they not? Yes. For yes. The, show, the, the movie, The Da Vinci, the da Vinci Code. Code. They were actually yeah. on this, in the movie. Yeah, they had a bit. They had a, yeah, you know, they cameo. Had a bit part yeah. or cameo. Yeah, cameo. Wow. That's amazing. So it's going to be, that's going to be a great show. I cannot wait for that one. So, but um, keep on digging. Yes, you indeed. That, oh, that's uh, Denise. Uh, all right. So more names that are popping up. Wow. Than, uh, wow. That I haven't seen tonight. Anyway, thank you guys for being with us tonight. We appreciate you so very much. And again, we'll be right back here next week. No show on uh, Saturday because it's Christmas and, yeah. you know, we're going to enjoy Christmas, right? So we'll yeah. be back next week. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, John. Thank you, Dale. Good night, everybody. Good night. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.